0: I've been talking about pre-mad a lot. Listen to Bandwagon Nerds. I talked
1: to Tony about being pre-mad pretty. Pre-mad? You're
2: you're mad before you even have reason to get mad?
1: Yes. You're mad before you're mad. That's actually wrestling fans. We could talk about this on the show. Of course. We talked about it before. Pre-mad. Pre-mad is a great thing. It's all wrestling fans.
2: Because they they literally sit down to watch a wrestling show having decided if they were going to like it or not.
1: They're going to be mad about it. before.
2: I've been guilty of it. I've done it with Dynamite yeah. before. However, I, I, the, the more recent times I've watched Dynamite, I've sat down, not predisposed, and then had a legitimate like it or don't like it. And usually that's related to the appearance of Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, and CM Punk. Like that's, if they're not on the <laughs> show, my enjoyment goes up. If they're on the show, my enjoyment goes down. But you're <laughs> pre mad. We are pre recording.
0: Oh! It's pastoral now. Just straight punk
1: bitch! I mean, you're just gonna replace me.
2: Shut up.
0: Richard Morales,
2: the biggest slut in the Western ah. Hemisphere. Why do I have to have a buzzer? And and it's right.
0: You are now and will forever be an asshole. Because
2: it's my show.
0: And I love you, Greg. You guys know how to party. You're welcome.
2: What is up? It is Tuesday, November first, twenty twenty two. First of November for Greg Demarco and Patrick O'Dowd on this here edition of the Greg Demarco Show. Of course, by the time you hear it, November first is coming gone. It's November second, but we are bringing you the Greg Demarco Show. I am at Chairshot Greg. He is at Wrestling Realist. I don't know if you know what that is on Twitter, but I will tell you: it's W R E S T L N G. R e a l i s t. There's no "i" in wrestling, but there is one in realist, and there is one in Patrick for the wrestling realist. Patrick, Patrick, I saw a tweet or two today about some some of the bot accounts being 86 off of the Twitter. Did you lose oh. any followers?
1: Oh, let's see. Probably.
2: I think I did. I think I lost like two or three hundred.
1: I probably lost. Yeah, I can't imagine that. One, I don't have two or three hundred. No, the bots are still
2: strong. So maybe I one. didn't lose two or three hundred. Maybe I just don't. Remember. I don't really know what my number is from time to time. Although uh, I've lost one from like when I checked earlier today to now. <laughs> so it happens. Five hundred and thirty-eight. Five hundred and
1: thirty-seven of those are bots, you
2: know. So. And the other one is me. So we. And um, yes, and that was.
1: Wrong.
2: So we need to start looking at the Patrick six hundred. At some point,
1: I I think that purge is still going to happen, my friend.
2: I mean, Elon Musk owns it now. People are like saying stupid things like they're done with the platform. If they only knew who invested in what, like.
1: I mean, they're going in a couple of different directions because there's this mass exodus of people who, you know, like celebrity famous people. There is also this there is this disturbing uptrend of some of the. Stuff that is now being allowed to be put out into the ether again, like the use of the N-word increasing by 500% is a very bad thing and is not freedom
2: of speech. Which is really funny though because like I tweeted at some point saying that something was like – I used the word shit twice and Twitter like popped up like, are you sure you want to tweet this? Yeah. Because others have reacted poorly to tweets like this and I'm like, yes.
1: Oh, yeah. It does that on occasion.
2: Um, well, if, if, I, don't I think know, if you swear if, more than once or use the same swear word twice in the same tweet, right. it asks you that question.
1: I also don't know. Yeah, and maybe old Elon will get rid of that. I mean, he's firing everybody who works at Twitter too. Like it's,
2: it's, it's
1: one of the things. Like, I don't know.
2: I don't know. I would say house. that if, if somebody really wanted – really, really, really wanted to start a social media platform like they've tried in the past, now would be the time. With people being upset about Elon buying Twitter and with people being upset that Instagram algorithm now favors video over pictures, I do think that it would be – the time is ripe for someone to create a platform. YouTube has been trying to to get a social media component of their stuff. Um, Now would be a good time for them to get their shit together and do it. But remember Google had one for a while. It was like – Google did Google Plus or
1: something um, like that. G Plus. Yeah. Well, the problem is, is like a lot of these companies they get viewed as derivatives of of the popular company, right? So, like that's that's the thing yeah. I found really funny. Now, It's like you talk about videos, like every social media platform seems to be trying to do its own variation of TikTok right now. Like that yeah. five, you know, that fifteen to. Thirty second video or whatever. I don't even know. I'm I'm an old man. I don't have TikTok.
2: Well, you, and um, YouTube has that with the shorts, the YouTube Shorts, right? And yep. I let me. Uh, I've been utilizing YouTube Shorts for for the IZW account recently, and yeah. our subscriber follow, like our number of subscribers, has gone up daily since I started using Shorts. So I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Um, but. This is the Greg DeMarco Show. This is Greg DeMarco. He is Patrick O'Dowd. Like I said, I gave you the date already. You know what it is. We are part of the Chairshot Radio Network at Chairshot Media. It's sports. It's entertainment. It's sports entertainment, which you can find right here. Not anywhere else, but right here on thechairshot.com.
0: Thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head.
2: Go ahead and follow along, whatever your favorite podcasting platform is. Maybe it's iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, Google Play, or one of the others. Who knows? Like, subscribe, leave the five-star review, turn on that little bell, the notifications. You'll get a, a notification, obviously, whenever a new episode drops. Not just our show, but all of the great shows here at the Chairshot Radio Network. But today's show is the one that we're talking about, Patrick O'Dowd. You were getting pre-mad and we talked about you getting pre-mad before the show began uh, and 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 while the show began because we had the pre-recording of you being pre-mad. And I wanted to talk about a little bit about what happened on, on Raw and some of the reaction that I saw to Monday's Raw. Now, here, as you know, the main event of Monday's Raw was Alexa Bliss and Asuka capturing the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships from EO Sky. And Dakota Kai of Damage Control. And there have been two different reactions to this that we can actually talk about. You brought up one, I brought up the other one. So the first one is the fact that people were upset that that is the main event. That this match was the main event of Raw. That another match should have been the main event of Raw. Most people saying it should have been Seth Rollins versus Austin Theory in a non-title match that should have been the main event of Raw. Talk to me a little bit about this theory. I have a theory. Let me, <laughs> okay. React to that notion first. Austin awesome Theory. I know, right? React to that notion first. People are upset that the Women's Tag Team Championship, which featured a title change, was the main event of the October 31st edition of Monday Night Raw. Uh, wait, wait. So let I'm me like- react for you.
1: Awesome! I came
2: to. Okay, okay, now you can really react because that's what I was. Waiting so
1: for. I, w- I want to make sure I understand this because for the longest time there's been bitching and moaning about the women's tag team title picture not being important, that the WWE is doing these women dirty. This is so terrible. This is horrible. So now we put the champs in a main event on Raw with a title change. So it's a significant thing that happened between four women not named Charlotte or Becky or, well, I mean, Bailey's tangentially involved. But so you, you, so you, got what you, you've complained about, like you got what you've complained about. And then you were like, as, as we say, we want this. Well, not like that. Uh-huh. Or like, not like It's that. a shame. Like, it's all exact- over again. That's exactly what happened here, is that you've bitched him up. I've heard people trump up this women's tag team title thing. Like, people were pissed that there was no tournament, whether it was because they promised there was going to be a tournament for these women tag team titles it and tournament. it just didn't happen. Well, you know what I mean, but, like, it took forever. Right, like, it there wasn't one right
2: wrestling. away. It, t- it took, you know, right. they, they were vacated in May, and it didn't happen until August.
1: Right. So that's my point here, is it's like you're just – you're mad at it to be mad at it in my opinion and it's and it's stupid like you can't sit here on one hand and be like we're doing these women are being done dirty and nobody cares about these titles and nobody cares about putting these in a prominent place then you put them on the main event of motherfucking raw and you turn around and are like well this sucks and this is so stupid and wrong and it should have been Austin theories and Seth Rollins which is just you know playlist mentality is vice
2: yes and and they were saying you know what else that happened on Raw could have been the main event. And that's what people are saying. No one's saying Bailey versus uh uh Bianca should have been the right. main event, by the way, which could have been uh very much though. So. Also a non title match, also leading to their match at Crown Jewel. So here's the direction that I immediately thought of this in and and, and something that, you know, hits home with me when I see this complaint is raw a wrestling card or is raw a television show? Does raw even really have a main event? Like to me, it's a TV uh, show.
1: Well, yeah. Cause it's always raw is the vehicle to your, to your premium live event,
2: right? Which has a main event or your house shows, which have main events. And it's a three hour show. And hour three is watched by less people than any other hour. So why put your quote unquote right. main event at, the the point where most so, people are watching
1: so let me ask you this as a guy who did not watch raw and mm-hmm. i own that i have not yet watched raw it's okay what ended hour number 2 i don't remember what what would you have considered the high point of raw so where was that placed in the show there that's, were a that's few, my question
2: i mean the few made the major elements of raw you did have bianca versus bailey which opened this show, which also led to the signing of, of this Women's Tag Team Championship match, which, again, was a title change. Um, you did have Roman Reigns' in-ring segment promo where he was interrupted by The Miz and, and a very entertaining promo segment where The Miz is offering to help Roman Reigns. You scratch my back, I'll scratch yours because I know Logan Paul better than anybody. And and now we're, I guess Logan Paul has pins in his hands. I didn't know this. Um And that's what's making so he can knock somebody out with one punch, led to Roman hitting the Superman punch on The Miz and wondering why no one's talking about him knocking out Logan Paul. The Miz would then wrestle later and lose to Mustafa Ali, complaining that he had a broken jaw. There was also a face-to-face interview backstage, separate chairs, separate screens, with Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley, except... Brock Lesnar never showed up for it. Instead, he just came out into the arena. Eventually, Lashley comes out. They fight. That was like during hour one. I think Roman was during hour two. So we had one of those elements during each of the first two hours. Hour two typically is the hour that does the best on the ratings, followed by hour one, then followed by hour three. So that's where we are with that. Um, we did also have you know Judgment Day, which finally didn't kick off the show. They've been kicking off the show with a long promo every week for a while now. So yeah. it's – I, I was fine with all that. Here's the thing about the main event that I want to bring up. The phrase main event for WWE is a prop. It really is. And and I'll, I'll tell you why I feel this way. Years ago, there was a, I believe it was Extreme Rules. And, and the event, the, the la- it didn't really have a main event. The last match on the show was the infamous... Uh, Iron Man match between Dolph Ziggler and Seth Rollins, the one where the crowd kept counting down the numbers that were on the screen and doing the buzzer to where they had to finally take the clock off the screen. And, and that was the final match of the night. Never once did the announcers use the phrase main event. Never once did the commentators, when I say announcers, I mean ring announcers, never once did the commentators refer to that match as the main event of the show. Now, flip the screen, let's go to WrestleMania 35. They made a huge deal and even put on the graphic for Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair main event because it was the first time women were main eventing WrestleMania. It only—it's it, like—it's like wins and losses. When do wins and wins and losses matter, Patrick Redoubt?
1: Well, they—they they, they only matter when they matter.
2: When they matter, it only matters who's in the main event. When it matters, who's in the main event. It's a choice whether or not they use that phrase. CM Punk complained left and right because he never got to main event WrestleMania, despite defending the World Championship in a match at WrestleMania, second to last on the card because of John Cena versus The Rock. That was promoted as a main event match by WWE, but CM Punk and Conrad Thompson will tell you only the last match of the night is the main event. When they announced that Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair were going to close out night one of WrestleMania, you know, year before last, or maybe it was last year that was touted as a main event because it was historic women to black women. Main eventing WrestleMania was a big deal. Again, it only matters when it matters. And, and raw as a show doesn't really need a main event unless they really want to promote them. When they had the big Seth Rollins versus Bobby Lashley match, they've done twice. Never called it a main event. It never closed the show. I think it was Lashley versus AJ. They did once. They never termed it as the main event. People just assumed it would close the show. Raw's a television show. For a while, it had main events. And for years, it had a main event. Yeah. Where we were conditioned to it. But less people saw that main event than any other match on the card. And, and And so it doesn't really need to have that main event unless it's something that's built up time over time over time. SmackDown. Typically, we'll have a main event. SmackDown's ratings are reported as one whole show, not right. as separate hours. So it's it's where the business comes in to play with everything else. Um, so to just, me
1: – cur- Just out of curiosity, does, does Dynamite always define their last match of the night as a main event? I,
2: I, As far as I can remember, yes. I don't know if they advertise it ahead of time always as a main event because there have been episodes mm-hmm. of Dynamite that kicked off with a world title match. But I do think right. they refer to the last match, at least on commentary, as the main event. I don't know if Justin Roberts announces it as such. I don't know what they do. But it, it's referred to as the main event. The house shows always have main events. Premium live no. events typically have main events. I just gave an example of one that didn't. But typically they do. Crown Jewel coming up this weekend that you won't watch. Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns. Yo, that's going to be the main event. Like, we all know this. and And that's just... That's just the way it is. But sometimes shows have main events. Sometimes not. Does it really matter though? Like why? And I guess it's just, it's just the, the inability for wrestling fans to change. They're just so used we to really, whatever we, wrestling show they watch ending. We, with a main We
1: event. really struggle. We really do struggle with change. We really struggle with this concept and idea. And you know, you brought up Conrad Thompson, but it, I've heard it in the podcast and the way he interviews. Like, the way he interviews his his co host a lot of times, like he was going after, what was he, he was getting after Eric Bischoff over, over something, and the way that he was getting after Bischoff over the conversation, it was very clear. It may have been Bruce, It was just very clear that in his mind, the question he was asking was very loaded into a sort of old school of thought in how a show or match or whatever the issue was like and there was just no way of getting around the way he was asking the question that that did anything but show his own bias as to what he thought the business should be and i mean that's that's what these tweets are they are they are or you know these social media complaints or articles that are being written and you know opinions that are being shared it's your view of what you think the wrestling business should be, and if there's one thing that the WWE has has not been doing for for quite some time, it's not they are not they're not even a '90s wrestling show anymore. Like I used to, I used to make the joke that people want you know shows back like they were in the territory days. No, that's not true. They want at least our age group seems to really skew after a more. You know, um, attitude era esque Monday Night Wars esque sort of show, and they don't get that. Even in this version of Monday Night Raw slash SmackDown that we see from the WWE, like there are there are some reins that have been taken away um, in terms of things like promos and the length of matches. Like there have been changes in the programming and in the shows that we are watching. However, they have not gone full bore to the show that you think a wrestling program should be oh internet writer uh and so sorry like i I guess like like i don't i don't know how to at this point what else can we say other than to comment on the change of the business because we can't change that person's mind like there's nothing there's no more that we can do to help you
2: but Um, you 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 mentioned something brilliant You mentioned something brilliant when talking about Conrad. You mentioned something brilliant when talking about that mentality. The Monday Night Wars, the greatest, quote unquote, greatest area in professional wrestling, where sometimes the shows were actually terrible, but the feeling is what people want back, right? The feeling is what they miss. We always had the the main event because we were always competing. Raw was always competing with Nitro, and so the shows always needed a main event because they wanted to steal those viewers, Conrad Thompson still wants everything to be the Attitude Era. And and Conrad, for what you're saying, and I hate when he does this, and, and he's not the only one who does it, but it's a great example. Right. He presents the way he thinks should be as fact. Not right. the way they should be, but the way they are, and WWE is just doing it wrong. In his mind, there's only one way to do business. And, and I'm sure people like Bruce Prichard and Eric Bischoff act one way with him on the air and then are probably even more condescending afterwards. And like laughing at what this guy is saying, because he, he's, 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 he had the ability to put on a couple of super shows, right? How hard is it to yeah. sell Ric Flair's last match? And it, again, you know, disclaimer that didn't even sell out. Like right. it made money and, and, and sold plenty of tickets, but being around summer SummerSlam weekend, having the captive audience still didn't sell out. Um, and it was Ric Flair's last match. Like that should be an easy no brainer.
1: Last match.
2: But it, yeah, right, well he'll have more. Uh, he almost wrestled the next weekend. He's, so he's th- gonna
1: die in a bucket of woo wings in the God. middle of the ring.
2: Woo wings. Um, and and so I do think that that's part of part of the issue is that he he just thinks in that one way. But yeah, people were immediately bashing that for being the main event of of Raw. And to me, I just thought it was silly because. It's, 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 it's not a show designed to build to a main event. Most of the time it's designed to build to next week. It's designed to build to the weekend. It's designed to build maybe even a SmackDown who knows, but it's just not there. But again, it's not, you said the playlist mentality, you know, phrase that you invented years ago on the show or at least brought to light and is, is still brilliant to this day. Um, and, and, and it's very, very poignant. I'm gonna We're going to go to commercial, and then we're going to shift gears and talk about those tag titles as well that you brought up, because so I think there's more to talk about there. But before we do that, let's remind everybody to go someplace, and that's to go someplace good, not telling you to go someplace bad, not going to tell you to go to hell right here on air. I tell my wife and kids that all the time. They love it. They think it's hilarious. They might have problems later in life, but right now... They think it's hilarious. But I'm going to tell you to go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick up one of those beautiful chair shot t-shirts. We got logos. We got slogans. We got shirts for the different podcasts. Everything you could possibly want over at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. So pick one up. Every purchase you make there supports our efforts here at thechairshot.com. It's happening all across Pro Wrestling Tees now. Prices are going up to increase profit margins because costs are going up. We have not made those changes yet. I don't know if and when we will. We'll probably have to at some point. But um, ProWrestingTees.com forward slash a chair shot. They'll pick up one of those shirts. You can get tank tops, right? You can get whatever kind of shirt you want. You can even get the now world-famous shirt in soft style. Extra comfortable Extra great fit, lasts a long time, prowrestlingtees.com forward slash a chair shot. You're going to support us, but you're going to get a great t-shirt in the process as well. You can also pick up an IZW t-shirt at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash a chair shot. And if you are local, you can head on over to IZW at The Horny Toad in Glendale, Arizona on Saturday, November the 12th. For Wanted, Dead or Alive, our main event will be the first ever steel cage match in the history of IZW. All three members, well, all three male members, of Final Destination, Charles Cassius, Evan Daniels, and Bryce Saturn, will go against the Regulators, EJ Sparks, DeShade, and the IZW World Heavyweight Champion Thugnificent. So much more. Jacob Austin Young versus Graves in a rematch that everybody's been dying to see. Bryn Thorn defends the IZW Women's World Championship against Lilith Grimm in a False Count Anywhere match because their first two matches could not come to a conclusion uh, because they just wouldn't fight in the ring. So much more, including the crowning of the first ever 3D Sports fighting champion. All there for you to see at the Horny Toad. We got food. We got drinks. We got so much. Front row VIP has long been sold out. General admission is still available, but is going faster than ever before. This is a bigger building. One of the reasons why we moved there. So come check it out. Go to IZWWrestling.com or at IZWWrestlingAZ on any of your forms of social media. Check it out. Grab some tickets. Come join us Saturday night, November 12th for IZW Wanted Dead or Alive. We will go to a commercial. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more fun stuff here on The Greg DeMarco Show
1: Promotional consideration paid for by the following.
2: Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code chairshot. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code chairshot to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. All right, so Patrick O'Dowd, you you did bring up the importance of these women's tag team championships and everybody being upset. And, and it was that damned. If you do damned, if you don't like people were mad because people were mad when Dakota Kai and, and Io Sky didn't win the tournament for the titles. Right. Then they got mad that then they've been complaining about them as champions. Now they're mad because they lost them. And basically saying right. the damage control was dead, which is the same exact thing they said about the judgment day. They said, if the judgment day loses at clash of the castle, you should break up the faction because it will be dead.
1: Yep, that's about how that logic works. And now um, they're one of the main acts on Raw. Well, it, they can never lose, right? Like in the eyes of these fans, like people don't understand how to tell a story. Like you really don't. Like I, I'm actually going to bring this to the Rock because did you know that there is an alleged con, uh, an alleged rule for the Rock. Um, that was in his contract when he signed on to do the Fast and the Furious movies. That has uh, is perceived to continue to go on in other action movies that he's in today, and that is this idea that in all of the Rock's fight scenes, he can't lose. It's either a draw or he wins. Um, basically, what I hear people say when they say X, Y, and Z faction can never can't lose is right. you believe that they should have the Rock clause. And that you, they should never lose or they should always draw because you have it in your head that the only way to gain any momentum as a talent is to win. Period. That's it. That's your only concept of building momentum. And you know who one of the most successful wrestlers of all time as a heel it, 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 throughout the 80s in particular and, and, and you know when they're before their career fizzled in the in the nineties, is a guy named Ted DiBiase. Yeah, how many how many times did Ted DiBiase actually fucking win when it mattered?
2: When it mattered, very few. When it mattered, well, because in that in that day and age, the whole thing they everything was to build up the heels so they could lose to the babyface in the end. Like that was wrestling. That's all it was. Good uh-huh. versus evil. Good would win out in the end. Heels but, would win squash matches. Heels would attack babyfaces. Heels would lose in the end. That's what
1: Roddy Piper. That's a heel. Roddy Piper all the time. Did did his career, was he dead when he lost to Hogan? Ever? Or Drew with Hogan? Yeah, pretty much after that WrestleMania
2: 1, he was done. No. Yeah, he no career like that. after that. None.
1: He didn't, he never won anything else ever again.
2: Nope. Never.
1: Um No. No, no main events at Starcade. Um, No, no, what the hell? Use the bell. Um, Yeah, he was. It was terrible. Horrible. Jake Roberts.
2: I mean, yeah, once.
1: Hell, fucking Triple H, man. Like everybody thinks Triple H won all the time.
2: Horrible WrestleMania record. Yep.
1: He did not. Shawn Michaels. And he was a good guy half the time.
2: Yeah, it's it's not. It goes back to wins and losses.
0: Yeah,
1: Rick fucking Flair, the honky talk band. You here's, me, it doesn't matter.
2: Here's my question. I'm far more fascinated about the fact that there's apparently a rock clause. What
1: is this? I've never heard of yeah, this. Yeah, ale- allegedly,
2: the, the ur- I and
1: it's, yeah, I will say this, this is as much an urban legend as anything, but allegedly when he signed on to join the Fast and the Furious franchise, it was in his contract that he could not lose a fight. And so if you go back and you watch his movies, he either wins whatever fight he's in, whatever fist fight he's in, or, or fracas that he's in, or it's a draw to where they're at an impasse before like they go away. And that this is allegedly carried over into the Black Adam. Movie. Now, I haven't seen Black Adam, so I can't tell you one way or another as to whether or not that is true. But this is, this is an, a legend that has percolated around the interwebs is in articles somebody actually wrote an article about black adam and if the rock is going to continue dwayne johnson's going to continue to be a part of dc that you have to you have to wipe that clause out because you can't have like you can't have invulnerable right like completely invulnerable unbeatable heroes because that doesn't tell a compelling story so
2: apparently that's a thing so from what, my, my crack Google research here. Quit, quit Googling? Yes, quit Googling. Tells me that the contracts of Fast and Furious stars Vin Diesel, Jason Statham, and Dwayne The Rock Johnson clearly specifies that none of the three can lose a fight, at least as far as the car franchise is concerned.
1: Now, the story is that The Rock got it first, though. That's that. the story. And that the other two got it later. But yes, um, those two are also
2: on there as well. Yeah, The Rock, Vin Diesel, Jason Statham cannot contractually lose fights. Yep, you know, it goes. It's all. It's all in there. Whether or not they carried over into Black Adam, I don't know. Who, I could see that. I it wouldn't shock me. The Rock, for all the things that are wonderful and amazing about him, he is extremely protective of his image. Extremely protective of, of right. That. But okay, t- if I'm to be true to things I've said in the past. Okay, especially about guys like, oh, I don't know, low-key. That (laughs) makes The Rock a giant mark for himself.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. If he can never
2: lose a fight in a movie. Because that's like when The Rock bitched out, you know, punked out Kevin Nash on the microphone. And Nash got mad because he didn't rush the ring and beat up The Rock. Because that's the only thing Kevin Nash would actually ever do. And... And I just can't stand, you know, when wrestlers do that and put themselves in that situation. And I've had it happen to me on the indies. And that's why I can't stand when wrestlers use their real names. Because they're like, no, that's actually me out there. That, that's people know me. That's what my neighbors call me. I can't do that. That's not what right. I would do. And I'm just like, you are, it is a work. It is a fantasy world that we are creating and are in the middle of. And and I had right. that epiphany years ago when I, when I was going through all this, like the morning of a wrestling show, I went outside for a walk and I was just like, wait, I'm walking around in this world. That's actually real. And and everything I've been working on for the past week is, is, is a fantasy world. You don't want to use the other F word fake, but it, it is, it is a fantasy world that we're creating that people are dying to enter and, and, and see and be a part of. And, and when wrestlers use their real name and work under their real name, I think they get that, that, feeling of like, I can't do this because that's not what this guy who lives in a neighborhood would do. Well, this guy who lives in a neighborhood is not in the ring wrestling, right? Change your name, change your name, do something different. So you as a human being can separate it and not make these stupid ideals that you have that aren't true. And I'm sure I'm pissing somebody off right now and I really don't give a fuck. That's,
1: That's fine. I'm just glad that I, I got us off the women's tag team title conversation to talk about the rock clause. It's way and better
2: and way it, more entertaining. It's a great, it's a great story. Isn't so it, right? I'm, I'm, I'm this good. Is this,
1: this is the sort of, this is why I host bandwagon Earth because they know shit like that.
2: I love it. I, I did not know that. It would not have known it if we didn't have this conversation, but we don't need to talk about the, the women's tag team titles. Cause we can talk about this. Acknowledge me. Shut your dumb mouth. You just made the list. It is time for another exciting edition of the list where we come up with a list of six items based on a single topic. It is not a top six list. It is not a expanded Mount Rushmore. It is just our list that we came up with on Tuesday, November the 1st, 2022. And then we will take those six items because when we put them on the list, they are not in any specific order and we will put them in order. Now this week, and if you don't understand what I'm saying and you haven't heard us do the list before, trust me, it will make sense by the end of the, By the first time you hear us go through it, it will make sense. This week, it is Patrick O'Dowd's turn to determine what goes on the list. So Patrick, will give us the topic. Then I will go first putting items on the list. He will go first putting the list in order. We will take turns from there. So Patrick O'Dowd, to what items this week may we be able to say, Hey,
0: you just made the list.
2: This week, Greg,
1: the list, actually, the the topic came up yesterday when I texted you to say that we would be talking about wrestlers you don't fuck with in the real world. And by don't fuck with, we mean specifically fighting. You would not fight these people in the real world.
2: And I'm glad that I asked that clarifying question because I really didn't want to go down the road of talking about shit people that I just don't want to deal with.
1: No, 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 I guess wrestling no, has plenty I, of those too i'm th-
2: um, not that guy, not that guy. well you never know it's 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 election season. There's a lot of stupid shit out there, and yeah, I'm a political guy, I'm not that guy. I can't wait for the phone calls and the text messages about the election to end um and I can only imagine, I'm not even registered with a party. Like I don't even really imagine what those oh, I, are.
1: Oh, I just, I just reply stop to every text I get anymore. And just, you know, if it's somebody, if it's somebody I, I know, they just get a text stop. And they're like, why do you do that? But like, cause you know, I don't actually look at the text messages. So <laughs> I'm sorry about that stop text I sent you. I just thought you were a bot. It's
2: all good. Uh, it's all good. Well, you, you and the bots, you, you know, bots better than anybody.
1: I do know. I so know my people.
2: You do know your people better than anyone. So, but no, this is wrestlers. You would not want to get into a fight with. Quite, there, there's there's the extensive list. There's there's people who are famous for this, people that just give off a certain impression. Six will never do it justice, but six is what we do. So I get to go first, Patrick Dowd. I'm going yeah. to leave out there the one. I'm going to leave the obvious choice, the choice of legend, the choice of lore, and leave it out there for you uh, to potentially put on the list. The you one you don't know. I, I, I think I know I'm actually avoiding that name. Huh? I was like, I may be avoiding that name. You might avoid that name. And if you avoid that name, I won't with my second pick. But for me, I am going to pick, first and foremost, the guy who Bruce Pritchett has often said, if wrestling were real, he would be world champion forever and would never, ever lose a championship. The guy who actually went into the real world of fighting and became a world champion and and proved his worth, unlike our good friend Phil Brooks when he entered the UFC. I will put on the list for wrestlers I do not want to fuck with in real life: the Beast incarnate, Brock Lesnar.
1: Excellent choice. Excellent choice. R- respect, can and, and real pedigree. Uh, you know, as a, as a wrestler, as a collegiate wrestler before <laughs> entering entering the fray. So, let me tell you how I decided, ladies and gentlemen. My name no. is Paul no.
0: Heyman. And Paul I Heyman is not on the list. The He's not, no. For the ringing defending, undisputed, universal champion, Barack Lister!
2: Okay.
1: All right. So let me tell you how this list came about. Um And it came about because I, um, I, des- I made a decision for November but I started it early in August. Okay. Um, As you know, we have several ROH wrestling events on DVD from like 2012 back. Of course we do. I think it is about the time that I stopped going was around 2000 or not 2000, 2011, 2012 somewhere in there. So I started watching some of our favorites and there is a match um, that we, we witnessed a, a real takedown Happened and the anniversary wasn't too long ago, but in a match between one, um, Daniel Brian Danielson and Roderick Strong, where Roderick knocked out Daniel <laughs> and Daniel woke up and made Rod- and made Roderick Strong tap out in 30 seconds, right? Like, just got up, was pissed, put him in a hole. Roddy tapped out, game over. And that was the day I realized that I would never fuck with Daniel Bryan Daniels because it was that fast. Whether Roddy was looking for it or not, he did it that fast and that easy. I, I rewatched it the other day. It was just like, man, he just – he was pissed and he was going to put it into it and there was going to be no question. So Daniel Bryan Danielson in what I – it was just impressive.
2: I'm just so glad that the phrase Daniel Bryan Danielson lives on.
1: I, I'm just happy that I finally got it right.
2: I know it's amazing amazing that you've got Daniel Bryan Danielson. So since you put Daniel Bryan Danielson, unexpected did not expect Daniel Bryan Danielson to be on the list of people that you do not fuck with in real life. So I'm going to go chalk. I'm going to go chalk and, and put out the person that if you ask people within the business, not who would win if everything was real, but probably the one guy if it was a real fight, who might be able to take out Brock Lesnar? And he would probably do that by pulling his eyeballs out of his head. That would be none other <laughs> than Haku. So I am going to put yes. Haku slash Mang slash whatever, but most of us know him as Haku on the list at number three. With all due respect, Haku number three is just you're <laughs> just a third person added to the list. You were not at number three. Yeah. Please do not come to my home.
1: We'll get get to that later.
2: Yes. Uh,
1: (laughs) Please don't come after the Greg DeMarco show. All right. um, This next one is a personal one. um, And and another one that when I tell you the name, you're not going to be surprised. But um, as you know, I'm a big fan of the AWA. The AWA was formed by uh, a man who was a world-class wrestler in the real world, could stretch you six ways from Sunday if you wanted to. train people like Ric Flair, who's you know, smacked him in the face, and dragged him back to 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 train and actually do it. That's one Vern Gagne. Like you look at Vern Gagne too, and you're like, that dude looks like somebody's grandfather when he was in his twenties. He looked like he was like Arn Anderson, like yep. just. Looked like he was seven hundred years old, even though he wasn't seven years. Old. But he could stretch you every way you could imagine, and he wasn't gonna fuck around. And he was gonna break you to get you into the business, and so um, to make sure that you stayed in the business. So he is my next choice.
2: So I, I wouldn't have thought of Rungana either. And you're right; he doesn't look like anything, right? Like he just doesn't. But you don't fuck with that. Yeah, like I'm. A, I
1: mean, I'm a shooter. I'm a shooter fan. You are
2: shooter. obviously. You got two shooters on the list so far. And, and I love it. And I don't, you know, neither expected. And I love both being on there. Um, my number third, my third, my number third, my third entrance to the list. My number um, third. I just want to make sure that he understands how much we respect him. So I'm going to put Haku on the list again, just to make sure. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I just, I'm not going to do that, but I should. Um, just to keep King Haku away from us. There's actually, there's so many good options right here. This is one of those right. lists that's like we could do a top 25 list and still have options available to us. And 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 don't be surprised if next week's list after this, Patrick Dowd are people that you would fight in real life. Um, <laughs> I thought about doing that uh, for next that's week. Funny. So um, I'm excited about that. I could take that. them. Yeah, right. I could take them. I could totally take them. Um, so given all the different choices that are out there, the one that I'm going to go with is – a man who is known for his toughness, known for... Actually, no. I'm not going to do that. I am going to make sure that we have equal, equal representation on this list. She was an Olympian in the sport of judo. And then also put oh, women's I fighting on the map for the UFC. And, and has not backed off on any of her claims, any of her thoughts about wrestling versus sport. And all things held within that. So I will put Ronda Rousey on the list. As the fifth entrant.
1: Um, Craig, you don't have to have a coin, do you?
2: Um, I can use something as a coin, yes. Yeah. I, I got something I can use as a coin.
1: All right. Well, I've made a decision. I've got two names. Okay. One, one I've got designated for heads. One I've got for tails. I won't okay. tell you which is which. You just tell me heads or tails.
2: All right. Tails.
1: Okay. So with many apologies to the recently deceased Antonio Inoki, you are not making the list. However, I am going with another Japanese wrestler who is probably most famous for a Hulk Hogan story as he is the man who infamously broke Hulk Hogan's leg in trying him out down in Florida uh, when he wanted to be a professional wrestler. And that's Hiro Matsuda, who, among other people train Hulk Hogan, the great Buddha, Paul Orndorff, Scott Hall, Lex Luger, Bob Orton, all these people. And every one of them would tell you that he was one tough, mean son of a yep. bitch who would just as soon break you. If you didn't belong in there. And the story behind him breaking Hogan's leg. And this actually just came up in uh, tales from the territories is that Hogan was super green. Didn't know what he was doing. Maybe didn't quite understand what was happening. And Matsuda maybe thought he was feeling himself a little too much. So Matsuda made a point and broke Hulk Hogan's leg. Wow.
2: I think I knew that. I don't think I've ever heard that story before. So
1: Yeah. Hero Matsuda is, is allegedly the um, – and the Tales from the Territories uh, show did a pretty good job of telling it. But, yeah.
2: Supposedly it was Matsuda interesting so many names Patrick O'Dowd, that we could have put on this list but did not so many
1: yep. from, yeah from oh yeah
2: you know bruiser brody who who yep. once you know stood across the ring with lex luger with a ton of razor blades in his hands causing lex luger to run um jpl has a reputation for for you don't want to fuck with along with ron simmons um oh yeah and, and had Stu their way with people in the ring yes do hard thought shooters. about that Stu Hart. um Stewart is another one. You talked about Ring of Honor. Samoa Joe is one that I've never oh. heard stories of Joe stretching anybody doing whatever. But I see Joe and I don't want to fuck with Joe. Like No, yeah, you not look at the so guy and you're before. like, no, no 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 no. I before, you know, even after having met him and and everything that we know about the guy in life, before I saw him try to pour Drano down somebody's throat. The man's name <laughs> is homicide. I don't think I want to fuck with a guy whose name right. is murder. New Jack um, yeah, New Jack well, new, J-
1: new Jack. Yeah. I, new yeah, Jack was, you might actually die, everybody. Like, exactly. He, like
2: <laughs> he just uh, does and, and and some of those just strike me as people that it's not even this physically imposing or whatever, because look, we're both bigger than homicide. Like he's not that big. Right. He just doesn't care. Like yeah, he's, I don't a, think he's a he little can't. more crazy. He doesn't to me, he doesn't care if he doesn't come out on the other side of the fight. And I mean alive. Right. And and so um, to me that's well
1: hell, Ace Steel just bit a dude.
2: So Yeah.
1: I mean who crazy. We do. used to call him crazy A Steel. Yeah. Um, no, well, and that's the thing that's so funny about this, is because you can really look at how what does it mean not to fuck with someone? Cause right. I definitely went with people that like I think I could take you. And there's just no like you go try to take them and they're gonna take care of you, whereas you're bringing up like people like in a bar fight, like yes. this you run into this person a bar fight they're the one that's gonna break the bottle and stab you in the throat with. It. Um, yes. Yeah. So it's all there.
2: Fun time! Uh, it's why these lists are so much fun, and that's why this has been. I don't like,
1: know how we're gonna. It's gonna be tough to rank them.
2: Well, guess what we're gonna do after this commercial break?
1: We're gonna rank them. We're gonna rank them. <laughs>
0: This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, TheChairShot.com. Acknowledge me. This is my yard now. Dean fucking Ambrose acknowledge me shut your dumb mouth you just made the
2: list all right Patrick O'Dowd now we've got the tall task of taking these six items Brock Lesnar Daniel Bryan Danielson Haku Vern Ganya Ronda Rousey I almost jokingly said Haku again and Hiro Matsuda and putting them in order one through six we will do the opposite of what we did. It's Patrick O'Dowd's topic, so he will go first. Then we will take turns. So Patrick O'Dowd, who tops the list for you, wrestlers that we would not to fuck with, IRL.
1: Number one through number six will be uh, Haku, uh, <laughs> and then at number seven we'll pick the next choice. But okay. Haku's Haku's toughness and and badassery really is legendary. Um, both in and out of the ring. And I mean, the dude seemed to wrestle until he was like 900 years old as it was. Like within the last year or two wrestled.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Might still wrestle. I don't even know.
1: Yeah. I think he's actually 742, but he's just so well built. Um, You don't, you don't fuck with Haku. Like straight up. That that is the number one rule of professional wrestling.
2: (laughs) Yes, you absolutely do not. So, so Haku is number one. I am just number two. So when I try to pick number two, basically what I'm doing is looking at the five on the list and figuring out, okay, who could beat all of them. And to me, that's Brock Lesnar. Like I, I can't see any of the other four being able to beat Brock Lesnar in a shoot fight of any kind. So that's why for me, Brock will be number two, Patrick Dowd. Who is number three?
1: Um, for me, number three, again, uh, Going with people who are legendary, uh, in in the sense of of what they've done, and the fact that this dude really was the kind of the gatekeeper in Florida for a really long time, and in Japan, uh, Hiro Matsuda uh, is going to be my number three. Um.
2: So then at number four again, I look at the three who are remaining and try to figure out who would win in a real fight, and and to me. I honestly think with everything that we've looked at, who would win in a real fight, even though he wasn't my choice would be Vern Gagne. I think that Vern would actually fuck up the other two. So I'm <laughs> going to go with Vern Gagne at number four, leaving you with the choice of Daniel Bryan Danielson or Ronda Rousey for number five. And this
1: is tough. Cause if I Isn't pick Brian Daniel, Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, see there, I messed it up. Uh then am I sexist for not picking Ronda Rousey? Ronda Rousey's legit. Like she kicked the shit out of everybody. She won medals in the Olympics. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I I think I I think I'm comfortable with uh, Daniel Bryan Danielson being last on the list. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick I'm gonna pick Ronda Rousey for number two. Mad respect for the woman's accomplishment. I would respect it's it. Fighting. I
2: honestly would have picked. I think in a legit fight, I do think Ronda Rousey would beat Daniel Bryan Danielson. So, I I am on board, 100%. So, there you go. You just made the list. Wrestlers you would not fuck with in real life. Number one, Haku. Number two, Barack Lesnar. Number three, Hiro Matsuda. Number four, Vern Gagne. Number five, Ronda Rousey. And number six, Daniel Bryan Danielson. Congratulations. You just made the list. You know who I even had given consideration to on my list was the, the the current guy himself.
0: Acknowledge
2: me. Good instinct is that he is not one to fuck with. I have not heard those stories. I don't know yeah, anything. Know. Maybe it's just life imitating art or art imitating life. I don't know. I but mean, to me, he's one that you don't fuck with. I don't that's
1: know. very oozy of you.
2: I'm feeling oozy. Patrick down. I am feeling yeah, I can hear that. I'm feeling very oozy today. Uh, I've not lost my inner oozy. All
0: right, gentlemen, you have three minutes and you better make it good. We got three minutes and we're out of here. The clock is ticking and we're in the clear. We got three minutes that we're out of here. We got three minutes that
1: we're, we're
2: out of here. So a big topic, I literally just thought of this as the song was playing, in all, all fairness. So a big topic of conversation over the last few weeks has been the apparent move, we don't know for sure, we know a little bit based on some cancellations or whatever, that Triple H is moving as far away as possible from themed pay-per-views in terms of specific matches like a hell in the cell pay-per-view, going away in 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 the wake of saving some of those matches for uh, for for their own, you know, when when warranted. And there's two areas of topic, of conversation for us to talk about with this that I think we can explore just a little bit. And it'll be longer than three minutes, but it won't be too long. Do you separate... Because everyone talks about... Gimmick, there shouldn't be gimmick match pay-per-views, gimmick match pay-per-views. Well, the Royal Rumble is a gimmick match. But I don't think anybody's complaining about the Royal Rumble being a pay-per-view. It's, it's most right. people, including you, favorite pay-per-view of their year. Me too. Like, it's just... There's something special about the Royal Rumble. Every company does one right. these days. Every company has a version of it. Even on the indies, they're all over the place. I do it. All the other Arizona companies do one. Like AEW has their form of it. Like everybody, pretty much. So does so does Impact Wrestling. Like MLW does their Battle Riot. Like it's it's a thing. Everybody does one of these. It's one of the greatest concepts. Thank you, Pat Patterson, who I believe came up with it. Um, the Royal Rumble is there, but no one's complaining about that. Um, But there are two that I'm not sure about that I want to ask you about and get your opinion on. Number one, I'll go with a less obvious one first. Number one is the Elimination Chamber. Do you think that should remain? It'll happen next year. It's already been announced and it's in Montreal, not in Saudi Arabia, like the Internet told me. Do you think Elimination Chamber should remain as a pay-per-view event or should it go away and be used when warranted?
1: I liked it. When it was the determiner for the number one contender for the title that the Royal Rumble winner didn't pick, and so I think in that context, I'd be okay with keeping it as a as a pay-per-view all its own or a premium live event, whatever you want to call it. Now, um, it's that's a that's a match that's kind of tough. To, to just have as a a culmination right. like it's kind of a like it's a convoluted match so you you really need to have you know a, a strong group of people who are really legit for whatever title like it's what six people like you gotta have six yeah. people that are really in it that you could be like yes, this person could be a world champion yes this person will be a world champion whereas I think it has more utility actually as a pay-per-view event to determine a contender for a title.
2: And it's been used both ways. It's been used as determine a right. champion, even on the road to WrestleMania. It's, it's been used, and sometimes both in the same event. Maybe one it's determined a women's challenger, the other one is the male champion right. defending his title. Who knows? Um, we even saw Bray Wyatt win a world title uh, in route, you know, before WrestleMania in the Elimination Chamber. To me, I. I actually don't like it in the way you like it. I don't like it being used to determine the other challenger for WrestleMania for the other world title. And the reason why is because to me, we talked about it before when we were complaining about what what fans, whatever. Tell stories. Like if the Royal Rumble winner gets one of your world title matches, use the other one to tell me a story. It's right. almost too convenient. It, it, it's like, you know, let somebody else get a title shot by... You know, again, having their story told, whatever, like, a, you know, build up that WrestleMania match by, by telling the story. But the Elimination Chamber, like, we don't really get that as much anymore. You then tell the story after that person's determined. But, you know, tell the story of, of, of that feud building to WrestleMania. And WrestleMania is not always a big feud card sometimes for that reason. Um, because those are built. I think, to me, I'd actually like to see it moved. To a different part of the calendar, to where because I don't yeah. think it, I don't think there's ever a reason to bust out the elimination chamber unless maybe a title's vacant or something. Like there's just not a real good reason to do it very often. Whereas like Hell in a Cell, you have a feud that warrants it. And you bust out Hell in a Cell, just like a cage match, just like whatever. And and so that's why I think you can do this with the elimination chamber. Maybe in the fall, I don't really know where you know. Maybe if if we try to put something back in December, something that's like. Light and fluffy, like a part of the calendar that people, you know, can sometimes look away and do something else. We can bust out an Elimination Chamber match. That's where I think it could be best suited. I don't need it on the road to WrestleMania. Personal uh, choice. And I think I'm in the minority, to be honest with you. I think a lot of people would rather see that one stay. Um, the other one that has is really difficult for me is Money in the Bank. Because there's this thought that Triple H might move Money in the Bank back to WrestleMania. And I am absolutely torn on whether or not it should be at WrestleMania or be its own pay-per-view event. So what do you think, Patrick O'Dowd? Money in the Bank, pay-per-view by itself, or WrestleMania match matches?
1: Well, as the only one between us who has attended a Money in the Bank… it's uh, true. … Wrestling live wrestling match. You've seen it uh, both um, ways. <laughs> I think it's funny because we're not we're talking about another match that's all or another match that's straight up just used for creating number one contenderships, kind of out of nowhere, mm-hmm. uh, which does generate the excitement to it. I don't know if you, I don't know that you need it at WrestleMania, right? Like there's enough excitement at wrestlemania why put it back on on wrestlemania uh when you can use it as it's as, as a main event in and of itself that's sort of a halfway point between that and the next time you determine uh a number one contender out of the royal rumble you know like i went in, i think it was june may or june whenever whenever it happens it definitely moved the summer. a little bit yeah yeah it was definitely the summer. Uh, so. To me, I think, you know, if you're torn, I I would err on the side of it being its own pay per view, uh, or a premium live event, if you will, because it can be a nice little benchmark and and, and creates some um, it just creates a level of excitement in the doldrums of the summer of this is, you know, this can be a new contender, and when are they going to cash in? Yeah. you know, unless you give it to Otis or. You know, theory. Um, no, I don't mind how theories. Like, I'm just going to say this now. I don't mind his run with the with the briefcase.
2: I think it's been great.
1: Uh, but yeah, I just I think it could work remember, it's because remember, theory holding the briefcase
2: in an era where Roman Reigns holds all the gold. So right. like, it's like what? Do so you, why cash in? Why, why cash in? They've even teased that he could do it with the NXT Championship or the United States Championship. Right. Just because Roman has all the gold, and and that's something that Triple H inherited. So I'm sure he's trying to figure out what to do with it. And I get it. Here's why I'm torn, because the thought of having to cash in by the next WrestleMania, is sounds so much better than having to cash in by the next Money in the Bank. Like that's part. That's of the fair. Fact. I also. They have this habit of shoehorning women into a four-way tag team match for the Women's Tag Team Championships at WrestleMania just to get more women on the card. Now, I'd like to see them tell the story to get more women on the card. I'd still love to see a WrestleMania match at WrestleMania 39 where two women are fighting that doesn't involve a championship. Because it's been a while since we've had that on a WrestleMania in WWE. And I think we can do that. And I think they can get there without even too much effort, to be fully honest with you. Um, We still have a ways to go to to make that happen. But I like the idea of of you could, because it's a two night WrestleMania. Now you could do one money in the bank ladder match on each night. That sounds cool to me. But years ago, I'd have to go back and find it back in our message board days. I was the guy suggesting that money in the bank could, should be its own pay-per-view. People (laughs) thought I was stupid because it's a WrestleMania thing. It's been comes as a great part. We'd love it as part of WrestleMania literally like the year after I suggested that it became its own pay-per-view. Like we saw the last WrestleMania money, in the bank ladder match at WrestleMania 26, because that summer is, is when it became yeah. its own pay-per-view like Jack Swagger cashed in two nights later and then it became its own pay-per-view and that's when the Miz won, won his and, and, and you know, all went off from there. Um, back when there was only one money in the bank briefcase. So then we had them for each brand. And then of course we have what we have now. So, so that's why I'm so torn gun to my head, forced to choose. I don't know. My gut instinct is saying, put it on WrestleMania. And, and, and I could be different tomorrow. If you ask me on the day, the show is actually airing. If somebody would tweet me and be like, okay, Greg, it's tomorrow. Now, what do you think? I might change my mind because I have been very torn on this because It's to me, it fits in both places, but you can't do it in both places. That'd be overkill. So what do you do? Um, so I don't know. I don't know, but that was the big one. I also would be in favor if we put money in the bank in WrestleMania and we replaced it with King of the ring Mm -hmm. that I would be down and and King of the ring back when King of the ring was first introduced as a pay-per-view, then we had a big five at that point. Yep, And I really liked having the big five. And and I even one time at a, at a used bookstore bought a set of five VHS tapes. It was for 98. And it was actually called the big five because it had all five of them in there, including King of the Ring. And, and I will see it back. And I think you could bring King of the Ring back in 2023 and immediately make it a big five event by simply putting the semifinals and finals of both the men's and women's. Right, the King of the Ring and Queen of the Ring, that's six matches right there, and either a Roman Reigns title defense or a Bloodline six man tag or eight man tag, and you've got yourself a mega event. Just, just that simple. It's not even that difficult. Yeah. You can make it I happen. I mean,
1: you make, you make a good point, and not for nothing. The word on the street is that Queen of the Ring has been snatched up. What do you mean? Like trademarked?
2: And that's why it was Queen's Crown.
1: Maybe, I don't know.
2: Maybe. I don't know. Maybe they could, remember when they had a women's Ironman match, they could do the women's King of the Ring. They could. I'd be more down with the women. I was fine with women's Ironman match. Women's King of the Ring is a little bit more difficult because Ironman is a proper noun, triathlon competition, everything. It has a meaning to it. Um, Yeah, but I would definitely be down to see, to bring back King of the Ring, bring back Queen's Crown, come up with a unique name for the pay-per-view that features both and there we go. We're off to the races. So, that's going to do it for this week's edition of the Greg DeMarco show. Once again, we passed an hour. Remember when this was once the best 55 minutes in all of wrestling and I think we went 55 minutes. It was. It, like you know,
1: ever since ever since Miranda disappeared, we haven't been able to stay on task. We're back, we're getting back to the old days.
2: What's really funny about that? And and my wife and I talked about this. When when schedules dictated that that Miranda was only on the hashtag Miranda show, and it was just you and I for this show, both shows became longer.
1: I'm sorry to hear that.
2: Like literally, <laughs> both shows started becoming longer. And because
1: you let me, you let me talk about the rock clause. That that was your own fault.
2: But, uh, but that's what that, that, but that was that's like a good podcast, probably my favorite part of this week's show besides right. the list, which is becoming a favorite part of every week's show. And, and I, I absolutely loved it. So yeah, I, the, you bring up the rock clause made me so happy. And if we ever did something that was like, what did you learn this week? You know, if we had that gag going from week to week basis, it would be the rock clause. And and there's enough, you know, when there's smoke, there's fire. There was enough Googling to tell me that maybe it's a thing, maybe not. I don't think The Rock would ever admit it, nor would Jason Statham, nor would Vin Diesel, but it is what it is. Jason Statham's got his ass kicked plenty of movies, though. So um, true. if he had that added, it would be just because the other guys got it. Because if The Rock got it and Vin Diesel got it and Jason Statham didn't, then Statham would be like, Damn it, now i got to get my ass kicked every single time. So I'm not doing that, so... I could see that being a thing. So wonderful! I am excited about next week. If, if if the list is people you would fight in real life, it's going to be a lot of fun. If we come up with something else, who knows? But before you get off and, and do whatever you're going to do next, hop on the Twitter, go into that search bar, and type in W R E S T L N G R E A L I S T. As Pastor Dowd begins the road to 600. <laughs> I don't want to make it a thing. You don't want me to make it a thing, but I might make it a thing. Um, oh, God. At Chair Shot, Greg at Chair Shot Media. Follow along. Spread the word. Spread the word of these shows. It's a lot of fun. We do them for your enjoyment. Hopefully you like it. com forward slash the Chair Shot. Check that out as well. Chairshot.com. Just so much fun. So much to do. We appreciate you listening. We hope you'll continue to do that in the future as we continue to bring this show to you each and every week because, damn it, we have a lot of fun doing it. And we look forward to doing it next time. Until then, for Patrick O'Dowd, my name is Greg DeMarco, reminding you to always use your head.